Hello and welcome to the International Schools Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Taylor, and on the podcast, we discuss all aspects of technology and life in international schools, with new episodes live every two weeks. We focus on people who are currently working in schools, and we talk about life in their current country and dive into some specific topics. The podcast is brought to you by Acer for Education. People always ask what Chromebooks we recommend and what Windows laptops we recommend, and after trying literally all of them, we always recommend Acer. If you'd like to get more info and try out some devices, please just go to gg.gg forward slash Acer Education. That's gg.gg forward slash Acer Education, and we'll get right back to you. Also, the podcast is brought to you by Apps Events. We're a Google partner. We work all around the world. We've just got one piece of new information right now. This is in, in January 2021. We're a G Suite Enterprise for Education partner. That's Giuseppe. This is a bunch of premium tools available to people using Google at their schools. We can help you get set up with a free one-month trial. So please check out the link in the show notes, and we'll do that right away. And now, on to the and in a moment, we'll be talking to uh, Seti and Tim as well. But firstly, I want to uh, welcome Swan Yo. We're very lucky to have him here. I actually met Swan at probably my second Google event back in 2013. So let me just bring Swan in here. <clears throat> Hi, Swan. Hey, James. Very much welcome. I just want to repeat the story to you. I remember we met in 2013 in Vietnam in Hanoi. And it was my first ever session at a Google event. I remember you came in and said, oh, I really want to see the session. I was, well, that's great. Very exciting for me. And the second you said that, the internet dropped out. I don't know if you remember that, but the internet just dropped out. So if Swan ever says that to you, you know you're cursed. <laughs> How's everything going with you, Swan? Good, James. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm here in Sydney, Australia at 7 p.m. So, you know, I'm grateful to be able to join the group here, uh, you know, and, and all the viewers that you have all around the world. So really excited to be here, you know, maybe to share some of the things that I've gone through, uh, you know, here in, here in Australia, but also, you know, working with educators in the region. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Swan. Let me just bring your screen in now. Here we go. All right. Okay, are you all set? I will drop yep. myself off. Thanks, James. Uh, before we begin today, I, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the challenges that many of our colleagues and friends, family are going through at the moment, uh, and that I stand with them in support of racial equality. So as, as James mentioned, uh, you know, I'm, I'm head of education for Australia and New Zealand. Uh, those are my, my handles and email. You know, I'd love to connect with you if you have any questions. Um, I, I did want to share this is uh, my my claim to fame. You know, if you've done the Google Arts and Culture selfie, uh, it actually does a look up uh, with the photo that you have on all of the millions of artwork that they have on the Google Arts and Culture site. So go ahead and try that out with uh, Google Arts and Culture on the mobile app uh, on your Android or iPhone. Um, I want to first start off with, you know, sort of talking about my life in the last couple of months. I know many of us around the world have, have gone through interesting times, but, you know, some of the pluses and, and, and minuses, you know, that, you know that, that have happened in my own household, as you can see, whether it's parent-teacher uh, interviews on, on, on video conference or playing games or, or music lessons, a lot of this stuff, PE with Joe, uh, you can see my kids down there on the bottom left, uh, getting haircuts, you know, uh, a <laughs> thing of the, the past. Uh, and obviously having virtual um, TGIFs, you know, a lot of these things have, have moved online. Uh, what you see behind me on this wall is actually blown up here. Um, when we first went into work from home uh, for, for Google, 
uh, I started this sticker wall. I called it my quarantine sticker wall. And I, I thought, you know, I'll do a sticker a day uh, for every day that we're working from home, almost like a, a prisoner doing, a, you know, the, the, the scratchings on the, on the, on the grill. Uh, and lo and behold, you see on the bottom right there, the number 125, uh, 125 days, and we are still working from home. In fact, uh, our CEO, Sundar, just announced that we'll be, you know, voluntary work from home till July of 2021. So another year to go. What I wanted to sort of share, you know, what we've seen, you know, obviously COVID-19 has affected a lot of people, but I think it's, it's actually changed the education landscape forever, you know, and, and for the better in, in many cases. Um, you might have seen, you know, covers on Newsweek, Time Magazine, talking about sort of this generation, you know, that's that's going to grow up, right? Many of us have kids. I have got two primary school kids uh, in my household, and they're going through this period where 2020 is going to be sort of an asterisk, right, in the history books. Uh, and this generation pandemic, they're growing up, uh, you know, what what is that new normal going to look like for them? Um, I love this UNESCO sort of graphic that shows you know, at its peak, almost 1.6 billion uh, learners from almost 200 countries were disrupted by COVID. Uh, and you see this graphic that shows the school closures, um, you know, at, at a national level, uh, you know, over time, right, over the last couple of months. It, it's really, uh, you know, a global impact at scale, which is which is what we're seeing. So what do we, what, 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 what is there more of and what is there less of, right? A lot of these in-person things that we, we used to do in, I call in-person things like, like, um, you know, professional development conferences and summits, uh, used to be, you know, done in person. And now we're moving to this, this new form of, of virtual, uh, communication and, and, and connection. Uh, I also love the phrase, you know, you might've heard it's not social distancing. It's actually just physical distancing, right? We're, we're still using, uh, the online mediums to connect socially. Uh, so it's, you know, really wonderful to see, you know, all of the opportunities that I think that have come out from, from you know, this, this global pandemic. Uh, you see this, uh, you know, you see this over, you know, um, globally, right, in, in, in all forms and all mediums. If you look at all the, the top downloaded apps over the last couple of months, uh, you know, many of them are in that video conferencing and social media. So the, the need for people to connect uh, is is higher than ever, and you know we're really excited. I, I think you know just to see uh, if you're in the technology space and you're passionate about technology, it's it's really um, you know wonderful to see this happening. I'll shift gears a little bit. Talk about Google. You know why we've we've started to look at um, you know the opportunity here. You know it's really the the opportunity to to expand what where and how students learn so that everyone has access to that quality education. And I think, you know, one thing that COVID's really created is this uh, ability to, you know, look at that equity question and how do we bridge that equity gap that does exist, right? If we're going to move into remote learning, does every student have access to a device, to the internet, you know, to, to be able to access their homework when they are not, you know, in their classrooms? We've seen sort of the growth, um, you know, in, in the numbers of, of our platforms, which is really, uh, exciting for us, but also gives us, you know, tremendous hope um, for the fact that, you know, we, we're going to see increased uh, exponential growth, you know, in the use of technology in classrooms. I, I did want to share, you know, a resource that we put together, you know, teachfromhome.google, which is this hub of information and tools to help teachers during this coronavirus crisis. So they come in multiple languages. So, so check it out. You know, it's also a great resource for parents. You know, one uh, group that's definitely come to the forefront during this remote learning period 
uh, are parents and the roles that they they have to play as well, right, in supporting their child during, uh, you know, remote learning. And so, you know, over the last couple of months, we've we've spent hundreds and thousands of hours in in schools listening to what are some of the specific things uh, that teachers need. Uh, that students need, you know, to really help increase uh, the the engagement there. And what we found that, you know, uh, teachers are, are still struggling to manage, you know, workflows and 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 to collaborate centrally. And so, when you remember those of you who've been with us for a while, Google Classroom was created uh, as a result of that direct feedback, right? The ability to to track student progress centrally and to enable sort of that fast uh, back and forth feedback. And over time, you know, over the last couple of months, you know, I'm, I'm excited to say, you know, we've we've launched a whole bunch of updates, uh, products, features, programs, and training to support this. Um, let me get rid of this bar here. Okay, apologies. When you look at something like Google Meet, uh, we, we, you know, we we are really ramping up sort of the development uh, and R and D there. And and you see, you know, over the last couple of months, again, a lot of the improvements have come by. And I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting, you know, whether you're using Google, whether you're using Microsoft, whether you're using Zoom, uh, whether you're using Apple, uh, you know, I, I think the fact that, you know, this global pandemic has created uh, this opportunity for us to create better, faster, cheaper, um, you know, uh, devices, platforms, you know, for all of our users. So really exciting times, you know, um, a good example is uh, the, the grid. Uh, setup, you know, that we, we now see obviously in Meet, but, you know, obviously Zoom were, were the first ones to to come up with it and it's sort of the direct feedback that we got, you know, teachers want to be able to see their students uh, when connecting with them online. And so, you know, we've rolled this out. I know uh, Microsoft has rolled this out with Teams. So we, we sort of see the industry pushing one another over time. I did want to share, you know, this example though, you know, that uh, we will always have uh, users, super users out there that will push the limits on on what we, you know, what we see uh, that's possible, uh, and and through the extension and the open ecosystem that exists within within our GC for Education platform. So this is uh, James Campbell High School in Hawaii. Uh, they did the Google Meet with all of their faculty, uh, all 225 of them on 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 one hangout uh, or one meet rather, sorry, as they as it was renamed during this pandemic. Uh, and you can see, you know, all of them on one screen, and they even shared the screen with the slides as well. So. Fantastic just to see, uh, you know, the, the global connection, you know, that's been created, uh, you know, and, and people responding to that, that opportunity there. I did want to share one resource, uh, wideopenschool.org, uh, which is a collaboration, you know, with all of these uh, organizations that you see uh, at the bottom of the screen there. Um, you know, all of the resources and I'll, I'll a couple of screen grabs here, you know, whether you're a teacher or parent, uh, some of the examples that are taken from many of these uh, technology vendors. Uh, and content providers ready to, to, to give you real life examples of how we can use it. And I do want to share, you know, sort of we're, we're going to see over the next couple of months, uh, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, back to school period, with many more updates coming uh, for Drive, Classroom, especially, and Meet. And so stay tuned for that. Uh, I want to share, the, the last thing I'll share here is, you know, sort of what's new. You know, how do you keep track of everything that's new uh, with G Suite? Uh, and this is the, the link that you see at the top there. Uh, gsuite.google.com what's new you know it's, it's a good place to keep track of the the product calendar and what's coming as well one last uh, graphic i love i love following silver duckworth uh, if you do follow her her, hash, uh, her twitter handles at the bottom right there of the of the image um, and she does these amazing um, sketch graphs sketch notes um, and you know success is an ice but i like this one 
uh, a lot. Uh, she does, again, many wonderful ones. But this one, I, I think, is sort of that what, what, what the times that we live in uh, right now, right, where, where at the top of at the surface, on top of the water, what people see is, is a beautiful iceberg. Uh, but at the bottom, there's so much hard work uh, that goes into getting all of this stuff done. And so, you know, to all, all the teachers, and educators out there, you know, thank you for everything that you do. Um, I, I'll leave you with one, one final quote. Uh, whoever said one person uh, can't change the world, uh, never ate an uncooked bat. Um, jokes aside, uh, we live in very interesting times. So to all the educators out there, you know, I know how hard you guys have been working. So thank you for all of your hard work. Um, you know, hopefully the rest of the sessions today, you're going to hear from some great presenters, uh, as James mentioned, um, you know, they're on the list. So please take the time to start, uh, stop and share some of these with your fellow educators that couldn't make it today, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe we'll see them at a, at a future session. All righty. Uh, and with that, I think um, I just wanted to end quick uh, so that we can get to the crux of the content and really have good conversations with, with Sethi and, and Tim. Thank you, Swan. Thank you very, very much. So I'm just going to bring in Tim and Seti so we can have a bit of a chat about schools in the region. Okay. So let's just do a quick around the room, just in case you don't know. I'm going to go down to Seti's in the bottom right. Seti, please, quick introductions. Unmute. Okay, everyone, you should hear me now. Um, my name is Seti. I have a YouTube channel where I produce a lot of videos and I really enjoy sharing content and I can't wait to learn from everyone in this stream. And I just want to say the chat is on fire. So everyone, thank you for joining us. Keep sharing it out because the more people, the better. And we'll talk about that little silver plaque in a few minutes, Siti. Thank you. Tim, introduce yourself Hi. in case nobody knows you. Hi, everyone. Tim. Tim Evans, based in Hong Kong, where I'm an EdTech coordinator at an international school. Um, great to be involved with Apps Events again and looking forward to seeing what everybody's been doing over the last few months and learning from you all. Fantastic. And I think what we'll do with this, this sort of informal chat, I'm going to start with Swan. I maybe ask Swan, what have you noticed schools been asking or teachers been asking for the most from Google in, in your region? Uh, for the for a vaccine, maybe, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, I think a lot of schools uh, here in Australia are, you know, going through an interesting time where they are discovering, you know, what that new normal is going to look like. Whether it's a, a hybrid classroom where you have, you know, a couple of days doing remote learning, a couple of days in the classroom, um, you know, and how to how to support students, you know, with with different needs uh, inside and outside of the classroom. Um, you know, here in, in, in Mel I'm based in Sydney, but in Melbourne, we've, we're just going through our second lockdown there. And, um, you know, it's, schools are shut again. And so teachers that were preparing to go back into the classroom after the holidays now have to have to quickly pivot to, uh, you know, supporting remote learning as well. So, you know, I think it's, it's what they've asked from Google is, you know, what, what are the what are the tools that they can they can utilize to better support their, their learners, you know, that come from very diverse backgrounds and and how best to you know bring everyone together uh, in this time of need. And just tagging on to that, Swan, have you found your role within Google has changed in the last few months because of these extra demands from schools and teachers? You know, I, I, I definitely would say I have a much greater appreciation for teachers. You know, having two uh, primary school kids at home, uh, you know, now as well, it's, it's, it's given me, um, you know, the, the op opportunity to see uh, their learning firsthand. 
right? In, in terms of how they engage with their teachers, how they learn, uh, you know, some of the things uh, that they normally would do in, a, in the physical classroom. Uh, you know, it's, it's magical when your seven-year-old shares a Google document with you uh, and ask for feedback. I think that's one of the, 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 the uh, you know, proud moments as a, as a Google parent. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, I think it's, it's um, you know, given me more patience, I think, and, and appreciation for, for the work that, that our lovely, wonderful educators do. Well, let's move on to Seti and, and then Tim in a moment. So, I mean, Seti and Tim are both on holiday, unlike the Australian schools who are in session right now. Seti probably can tell Tim has been on a nice long holiday now. Um, Seti, what are you thinking about as you go back to school now? I know you're, you're, you obviously have a class to teach and you're training your teachers. What's on your mind as you prepare for opening in the next couple of weeks? Um, well, for me, it's sort of, it's, it's making sure that no matter what ends up happening, that we're prepared for that. So obviously, you know, have everything planned out for in-person sessions, but do have that element that allows you to instantly flip. Let's say that something wants to go wrong or something happens and we have to revert back to online learning 100% and we can do that. Um, and, and one of the goals that I've sort of set myself is to really reduce the clicks. And I keep saying that I just reduce the clicks, um, reduce the clicks for the teachers, reduce clicks for students, because obviously now that we've had this sort of almost an experiment of being online and, and seeing what works and what doesn't, I think as we reduce those clicks, we'll be able to keep all those things that work really well. And then once we go back to everyday teaching in the classroom and we can still have those, 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 those proven lessons and all those added skills that teachers now possess and just make our lessons even better. So that, that's, that's something I'm really excited about. And Tim, yeah, similar question to you, Tim. What are you thinking about as school is opening? Because I know your role is a little bit different, Tim. What, what is your role within your school again? Yeah, so as EdTech coordinator, I support the teachers and the students basically with tech use and tech integration. Um, we have a model where we look to support the teacher. I look to support the team, look to support teachers more than students in the sense that if we can upskill a teacher with a tool that it will filter down and it's more sustainable then as, as, as years go on then. Um, for us, it's a bit of a strange one because we were shut for four months. We went back in for a month. Then there was a second wave and we're starting again now online. So we're going back, which has been quite nice because it's given us a break to assess what worked and what didn't work. So um, I, I, well, I know we're, we're going to hit the ground running now in, in a couple of weeks time where we've had that experience. There should be no teething issues and everything. You mentioned about holiday. That's what we've been doing, basically setting up devices and everything because all our devices are in school on campus students don't have them so we're gonna have we're having to um arrange that they're they're ready accounts or the rollover from one year to one grade um so yeah we're just thinking of what worked and obviously you, you look at what didn't work as well i mean that's you you do that naturally then and then and then um plan accordingly then and back to i mean just curious about your devices so you're going to be having students coming into school to collect those how are you organizing Mi that mix is a mixture we're doing part deliveries to certain locations around the cities that are on the on the bus routes and then because of restrictions then there's only a certain amount of people who can congregate in one area we're doing and um, that's been recommended to parents go to one of these pickup areas and then others who can't then will manage to um they can come into school on a on a set time then well, I mean, my perspective on it outside of education, as we all are here, 
many teachers are also parents and I have two, teen two teenagers at home and I can't wait for school to open, whether online or in school, get them, give them something to do. It's a big challenge having kids at home. So I'm just pivot to that, Swan, because obviously you're a parent of children. What have you found, just, I mean, if there was any advice for parents, what have you found that's been working for you with kids at home studying? You know, both my kids um, go to a Montessori school and, you know, one thing, they don't use a whole lot of technology in the Montessori curriculum. And, you know, I think during this time, it's actually given them the opportunity, uh, the school, the opportunity to revisit, you know, the role that technology plays in a Montessori curriculum. Um, I think for my kids, you know, it's it's been easy because we've we've always had technology in the house and for them to use it in the right way and a meaningful way, I think it's been critical. You know, it's funny, we always make the joke, you know, my my I have a I have a eleven year old who's in year six and you know, every time Ryan, every time Ryan's on his uh, Chromebook, I know he's doing schoolwork and every time he's on his iPad, he's playing his games, you know. So we can we can tell really quickly sort of the the uh, the different ways that they're engaging with technology. And I think it's important, you know, I think it's important to have that time, right? For them to have play time, for them to have work time and, and having that routine, you know, set up. Because um, as we know, uh, you know, many kids do enjoy uh, the, you know, having some structure, you know, in, in their classroom as well. So I think it's, it's important to have, um, listen to your child uh, and, and, you know, focus on, on the different needs that they may have, um, you know, when, when it comes to learning. That's a good point. I have a son and a daughter. My daughter's always studying. I walk into my son's room, check his history, game after game after game. <laughs> Thanks, Swan. Seti, uh, basically the same question to you. Your children at home, what have you found that's really worked for them from the school? Um, well, well, again, that's structure. So um, clear expectations. That has helped a great deal when... Um, especially because, I mean, I've got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old and the seven-year-old loves having choice because that's the way our, our classes are set up and our school is set up and so they get to have a lot of choice. But that doesn't necessarily translate well when everyone's still trying to figure out different programs and different software to use and different ways of getting that content across. And so there were clear expectations of, okay, like here are seven you know, optional activities, but we do expect you to complete this many by that time. And, and that really gave him sort of a sense of, I know what I'm doing, even though we're all practicing and we're all learning new things. And I still, I, I know what's expected and therefore I'm going to try my best. Um, and so that's something I've seen from them, from the parents' side. On the other hand, it's just been amazing to be at home with the children and seeing their progress and like Swan was saying, seeing what they do in the classroom. Because even though they go to the school I work at, you don't see them in the classroom with their friends, with their teachers. And so that's been an absolute joy to see. Flip side of that is when you're trying to teach a lesson to a different group of students and you've got a three-year-old running around, that's not always ideal. But yeah, <laughs> you learn to, to sort of find ways that it works. Tim, over to you. Now, I know your child's a little bit too young, too young to be online studying, but I'm just curious to know, what about parents? Have they been contacting you in the summer asking about the new year? What are their concerns? What have you been supporting parents at, at Stanford in, in Hong Kong? There, there has been. We before the school year ended, we we sent out communication to parents with some of the tools that we were going to we were going to leave um, active. So 
your IXLs, your big universe, uh, some to reading tools, math tools, literacy tools that we do use. But we left them active where we normally bring them down. We sort out the rosters, give them a good clean out, but we didn't. We left them online as much as possible because we just knew families wouldn't be traveling. They'd be at home. Um, and we just pushed out some of the middle school students. We talk about Google, the digital skills and stuff like that. We haven't done anything official with them. We just said, maybe you want to go and explore this. Um, Apple have got some stuff, whatever. Anything that you um, we have that they can, the students can um, maybe get on with over the summer. And um, we've done that then. Um, but parents have been supportive. It, it, the first two weeks were a challenge because nobody knew what was going on. We'd like, how long is this going to go on for? And then I think they realized, um, and big up to our staff here, that we, would, we, we were doing a good job, even if I say so myself, the teachers were amazing. They realized, actually, this isn't, isn't as bad as it could be then. It's the not, it's the not knowing that it is, it, regardless of your role or who you are, it's, it's like we're going back online now, but for how long? Is it going to be till end of September? Is it going to be till Christmas? I think that's, that, that's what's um, more worrying for people, which then is a well-being issue and something completely different now. Yeah, that well-being aspect, obviously, we haven't touched upon that, but very, very important. We're 